This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 555, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. When some loud bragger tries to put me down and says this school is great, I tell him right away, now what's the matter, buddy? Ain't you heard of my school? It's number one in the state. Hey, hey, take it away. Get so volatile. your school. Fanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 555. 
Triple there were a five. lot of things that could have happened right when I started talking there, but they pretty much all went away uh, in the name of efficiency. I'm Josh Flanagan, very efficient. I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. He's got the best. He's got the best books. He's got the best books ever. The best books. I believe these books. Ron Richards. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> he has a tremendously small vocal range. It's got, <laughs> it doesn't do a lot of things. Check uh, out, but comic it's tremendous. Book. Check out comic book. <laughs> he has the best words. There's only eight of them. Oh, we are iFanboy. We like comics every week. We, we, I don't think we've ever gotten this like ver- overtly political on the show. Even it is very- I'm a little uncomfortable. Well, you should be. I mean, you should be, but not because of that. We are iFanboy, and we like comics. Every week we read a stack of our comics, and one of us picks their favorite book, and we call that the pick of the week. We talk about that book, other books, talk about some other stuff, read some Lister Mail, do some stuff. It'll be fun. Stuff. Here's your spoiler warning. There's some spoiler stuff in there. So that's going to be a thing that you want to watch out for if you are worried about people telling you what happens in the book you haven't read yet. But that's so not our before, problem. I told you. Before we begin, Josh, can you clarify, will there be stuff? I'm che- well, I'm checking the script. <laughs> yep. Okay, good. Oh, okay. Stuff. Stuff. I have the best words. <laughs> Connor, you have the pick of the week. I had the pick of the week, and I said it two weeks ago, I think, that I had a lot of books to read, but I also had a lot of good books in that stack, and the same thing happened again this week where I had, I think I had like 20... In the low 20s, a number of books to read. And I I had a lot of really good books. And even though this pick of the week was the clear pick, I could have had uh, I could have made the case for three or four other ones. Are, are they the best books? Were they're they the, the best, best books? books. <laughs> uh, Deadly Class, number 22, Rick Remender, Wes Craig, Jordan Boyd, Russ Wooten from Image Comics. And this was actually the first book I read this week. And it stuck with me the whole time. And then I slept on it. And I woke up and I still thought, no, it's still Deadly Class. And what's interesting is that in Deadly Class 21, the no, the nominal protagonist of the series was killed. And right. Didn't know if that was the end, end of the book or, or what, but they, the, the guy we've been following the whole time uh, died. And now we have Deadly Class and the cover, as it states, New Class. And what I thought was really great about this book was that we have this world that Rick has built for the last two, two almost two years. And now we're inserting a whole bunch of new characters into it. So it... it it's very familiar because we know the backdrop, we know the score, but now we're meeting new people like it's the first time all over again. And like like you're in school. You now there's a new class. The people who were freshmen last year are now sophomores. And now I have the chance to reinvent myself as somebody who fits in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I thought this was really engaging. I liked the new characters are interesting. I like that there's an angry German guy. It looks like he's about to rob the Nakatomi Tower. And... <laughs> You know, I, I didn't waver on Deadly Class in the past, although I did kind of get tired of the main character a little bit. Well, good, well, good, well, good, well lucky for you. Right, so he's gone now. <laughs> and uh, and now we're left with, with the people who had, you know, the, the uh, what's the guy's name? The guys that were in charge, Shagnab, whatever his name is. Shab? Shabknab? Shab, uh, not going to work here. <laughs> uh, so his crew is still running the school. They're the ones that... That took over during the big uh, finals week in which all the students try to kill each other. And then now we've got, but we've got a schism in power because the Russians, the Russian guy, the psychotic Russian killer, he is not actually with them. So he's, there's going to be a, a conflict there. And then the new kids are in school and they want to establish dominance. So I think there's, there's a lot of interesting things going on here. This all takes place basically at the, uh, 
the enchantment under the sea dance, the welcome, the welcome dance at the school, which is funny considering <laughs> what the school is. It's a school <laughs> for assassins yeah. and killers, and they're all in tuxedos and dresses, and they're having a dance with punch and and a and a band, a really bad cover band playing eighty songs. And uh, Shabnam, Shabnam, Shabnam. And in that backdrop of the very traditional American high school experience, there is uh, all this you know, murderous machinations happening. I just thought this was an amazing. Uh, issue. This is one, this is one of my favorite issues of the series in, in general. Yeah, I thought I thought it was. I mean, I I, I really, of course, I really liked it as well because I love the series. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. Two things I thought were really interesting is one is that how quickly these new characters like I instantly became interested in them. Yes, you know, like they they just they just really they just, they just grabbed me. And then secondly is the. Um, the the fallout of the first ar- major arc or the death of Marcus uh, and I forget her name but the tattoo armed girl like she's clearly carrying the weight of what happened yes. and so that is that's your hook to what previously happened but we're also going to move forward at the same time it just you know within one issue just builds up the next phase uh, in a great in a great way so I, I thought it was great Saya yes Saya I like the coloring too everything has a purple backdrop to it i guess that was the dance colors the backgrounds there's a purple light and everything it just this was a really good looking book we talked about west craig a lot before but and there's not really any action in this issue this is just a lot of people talking at this dance um but he still does it in a really dynamic interesting way uh, yep. I, jordan, I, jordan boyd I, this boyd. used to be lee, lee lowridge right yeah so. he started he started it yep. yeah okay and now jordan boyd who is the uh new up-and-comer yeah in fact, I started typing Lilo Ridge into the script, and I was like, wait. I was uh, unrelated, but I was reading uh, the Nathan Fairbairn book that we're not talking about, Lake of um, Fire. Lake Fire. Yeah. And I was a couple pages in, I was like, this is really good coloring. Who did this? And I was like, oh, right, it's Nathan Fairbairn. He <laughs> 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 wrote it, lettered it, and colored it. And I was like, right, that's a, sort of a stupid question. Yeah. Josh, any thoughts on this issue? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that I have a lot to... Like I, I was like, okay, I can see why that's your pick of the week. It's not like my favorite book. Like I enjoy it. I actually got behind on it for a little while, and then I caught up, and then as doing that, I kind of like it. It is. I mean, for me, the whole thing is a little bit of a bummer. Mm-hmm. It's like so mean and and hard edge that it's. See, that's it's a that's little interesting because we're gonna get to that another book that I felt that way. But for me, this is so over the top. Yeah. I don't get drawn. The, I don't get dragged down by it because it's so fantastical. But the theme of it is still like it's basically like wallowing in that teenage belief. Angst. Yeah, and and that, that I find that stressful for too long at a time. So it's well done, obviously. <laughs> um, but I, I don't. Like the, I like the irony of you finding angst stressful. Teenage angst. Okay, all right. If it was middle-aged angst, you'd be more. You'd be more. I can relate it. to that. I know. I'll, I know <laughs> that teenage angst is bullshit. <laughs> like after the fact, I'm like, oh, that was a waste of time. So well, good thing you can. In 20 years, you can watch look the... back and think this that was a waste of time. Oh sure, yeah. totally. <laughs> but I'm not relating to it. I've I've solved teenage angst. I got rid of all those hormones and everything was fine. <laughs> fine, everything's fine. <laughs> Just you were angry about the Irish character being written off so quickly, weren't you? No, he was a little. Like, uh, oh, you were just insulted like, by his existence. Irish, he was the Irish version of like Ron's Italian voice. <laughs> like, like, like if he was Italian, with a big black mustache and red overalls. It's a me. <laughs> <laughs> I like this rockabilly I guy. I like 
the um he's yeah he's the he stood out yeah the rockabilly vietnamese kid was, yeah. was great yeah yeah yeah, because, I like because because he defi- cuz that that's the that's the interesting thing is that you have all of these stereotypes filling a cultural, you know, like you know the yeah. Irish guy and the German guy whatever and then you've got the Vietnamese kid who's in the rockabilly. Like yeah. it was like that that is the you know it's the little twist on it that that, 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 that where Remender is a creating an interesting character but also pointing out the ridiculousness of the other characters that he's created. Yeah. Uh which which I like. So it's a great cover <laughs> now that I'm looking at it. This issue was filled with uh, with a whole bunch of Wes Craig backup stuff, um, including a evolution of the cover and a breakdown of the cover, which I thought was just – I just spent 10 minutes just pouring over those. Those were great. Yeah. So this is actually a good jumping on point. Um, it gives yeah, you it what you need to know. And this is a school for kids who are – actually, exactly. there's a speech in the beginning from their headmaster. So it basically lays it out. This is a – if you've heard about this book and haven't, haven't uh, checked it out, this is also a good place to start. It gives you everything you need to know, and these characters are really well drawn in, in terms of the art, but also in terms of the writing. They, you can understand them very quickly and relate to them very quickly. The freshman mixer. Although, why are there why sophomores? Is the junior at, class in all this. Why are the why is the why are the sophomores at the freshman mixer? Interesting. Maybe they're they're like the class them. leaders. Yeah, they're, they're yeah they're, 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 they're gonna they're gonna usher them in. Yeah. I like this so, German they're guy. Like, they're like the mentors. Right. You like you like a good German. Well, I mean, this is in the '80s. Well, that's what you had in your, in your '80s action films, right? right. You know? or, or Russian. Well, there's there Russian the, already. There, we had the Russian in the first 2021 issues. There was the great. There was the great line in there, wasn't there? Where somebody, where the kid challenged the German kid, go, "What good is your people good for than the starting world wars?" Yes. Yeah, never forget. <laughs> All right. Well, Deadly Class 22. Uh, on that awkward one. note, was yep. the pick of the week. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, good, good pick. I, I, I back you. I don't know if it was my pick of the week, but it was very, 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 very good. I'll go with that. So we're taking our final trip into the DC Rebirth ratings. Really? Now, have we confirmed? Have we confirmed that? These are the well. This is the end of the first wave, and I don't, I don't know Jeez. that there's going to be any more. They haven't said that. Connor, the 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 the, the ratings started in June. This has been a four month wave. <laughs> right. We we talked about how ridiculous the release schedule was, but yeah, I know, I know. I'm just highlighting. They haven't said they're doing any more, and they've put out other books without a rebirth issue. So I don't know that they are going to do any more. But I All can't right, well. also state that definitively because I don't know. But these are the last two from the original <laughs> announcement. You can't trust. Oh, I can't trust. I can't trust anything they say. <laughs> and so ratings, ratings, ratings. Sorry, we're not, was... we're not doing ratings quite yet. Ratings. Four. <laughs> so no, Batman, not... Batman three point five. Batman Beyond Rebirth, <laughs> number one, written by Dan Jurgens, who's now suddenly very busy. With, very busy with art by Ryan Souk, who we never get to see anymore. He's great. He is great. He is I great. was very very excited when I saw his name. I was like, all right, him. And the guy he was, was the X Factor before Dennis Calero had to do it for him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that that got you know was really really good. Couldn't do a full twenty two page you know, twenty two page per issue monthly book. Then was doing just covers, and it's great to see him on interiors again. But it's also interesting to see that this is a, uh, a I don't want to say a scaled down or a simplified yeah. you know uh, style of his art. Uh, that was still great. That was wonderful to see. But I, I, I was awesome to see him back in interiors. And also, just so everyone knows, he's not doing the series. Just he just did the rebirth issue. I think that's. I feel like that's a given at this yeah. point. If there's a great artist on the rebirth book, yeah. buckle up, kids. Bernard yep. Chang, who's good, also. Uh, is, oh yeah, is, Bernard Chang is really good. Yeah, he's yeah. the series artist. At least that yep. was way back when they first announced the the series. But 
Um, I never watched Batman Beyond. I have no connection to... That's interesting. I was going to ask you about that. I read some of the digital book that they did a while back that Brayfogle was drawing, but that was mostly focused on the old characters. I don't really know much about Terry McGinnis other than what I've seen him in random episodes of Justice League and or one or two episodes of the show. I never really watched watched it, so I don't have any connection to these characters. I thought this was this was fine. This was, you know, the art did a lot for it, but I thought the story was interesting. It was basically sort of a very simple primer for the character in the worlds. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, th- I thought I thought that this. I mean, I thought this was more than fine. I thought yeah. this was good. It was good. I thought that this. You know, w- we talked about the many different forms these rebirth books have taken, and the second book is gonna t- is takes a different approach um, that we're gonna talk about in a second. But this book took the. If you've never read Batman Beyond, but you're curious about it, pick this up. Right. So- because this gives you. Everything you need to know about the character, where he comes from, the world he's in, and then it gives you a little glimpse of wherever they're taking it to. Very um, efficiently, too. Very efficiently. And at the end of the day, Batman Beyond is just Superman 2099 as Batman. You know, Batman Spider-Man in the future. A Spider Man, I'm sorry, Spider Man 2099. Yeah. I was like, did I miss something? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's basically the Spider-Man 2099 concept, um, but applied yes. to Batman, which, you know, a lot of people like that, the, you know, speculative future kind of, you know, what kind of world, <laughs> Neo-Gotham and all that sort of I stuff. I love that. But, a lot yeah. of people like this. <laughs> no, There's that- a big parentheses there that we're just going to leave. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mean it in that way. I don't mean it as a disparagement, but you know, you know, but so, um, but that type of book that, you know, kind of the taking, taking place in the near future kind of, and that, that you get a lot of wacky jargon and language and, and, you know, and, and extreme ideas taken, you know, I don't know. So whatever, it's fine. It's good. Um, but no, I thought this, I enjoyed this. I thought yeah. it was, you know, as some, you know, like I didn't, I watched a couple episodes of the show. I haven't watched any of the comics that they've done in recent years, you know, so I, I had a, a base knowledge of it. But, you know, again, you know, if you knew nothing about this, you could pick up this book and be ready to go. Right. I think we're all, I think we're all kind of in the same place here. Like yeah. I'm, I'm with kind of like, that was pretty good. It was yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I don't yeah, care. Exactly. Yeah. That's at the end of the day, like. I mean, I know we're skipping ahead, but we're not going to keep reading this. No. Right. So So if this is what you wanted, fine. If if you're a Batman Beyond fan, I think you're you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not a Batman Beyond fan, so I'm not, you know. Ratings. 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 I give it a four. I give it a four. Three and a half. Sticking with it. No. 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 All right. All right. Teen Titans Rebirth. Written by Ben, ben Percy, art by John Boy Myers. And uh, who did the co- who did the colors there, Connor? Jim Charlampitas. All right, good work. Well, I'm pretty sure ran the, the uh, diner near my house in Brooklyn. <laughs> I liked the this... art in this a lot. I think John Boy Myers is really talented. I, I didn't he, love it. He has a cartoony style, and if you don't like that style, then I can totally yeah. get it. I like these characters on principle. I mean, these are these are you know Changeling and Starfire and Raven. They're all old school. You know, Wolf, Wolfman and Perez, even before that, characters. But, you know, I hate Damien, yeah. so there's that. The problem with this book is, unlike Batman Beyond Rebirth, number one, which got a four rating, if yeah. you weren't listening. Rating. <laughs> Ratings. Ratings. Unlike that book, the approach for this book is, we're just going to assume you know who everybody is and what's been going on in DC Universe and start our story. Uh, you I know, like include. Including including references to D- Tim Drake dying, you know, and stuff that's going on in the Bat books and all that sort of stuff. And I, I you know, I, I have a problem with that as the See, rebirth book because I don't maybe, think that's what but, the rebirth 
Christopher. I Cole. wish that that was uh, for me as a reader. I wish that's what they'd all been, because that's yeah, how yeah. we talked about this before. This is all it was all how we always started to read comics. Yeah, yeah. We always did that. That's how it was. You know what's funny is like, I know who these characters are because I read my kids the Teen Titans books, mm-hmm. right? For like a while, and so I was like, all right, I get who they all are. Not in this context. Obviously, these are different ones, but I don't. I don't know. When he turned yeah. into a shark, that was fucked up. <laughs> it was. What did, what did really, you think that really was going to do, do, do for him? Yeah. That was it was weird. a bad choice. So one thing that was odd, Ron, and I don't know if you noticed, like, maybe both for both of you, I assume you both read The Flash this week, yep. was that I thought that uh, New Wally West was drawn like a 40-year-old man in The Flash book. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he even had like a receding hairline in one panel. And then in here, uh, he's a little kid. I think yeah. this is such a bizarre thing they're doing with Wally West. I mean, yep. you know, we've seen this a lot in comics where they're, they're gender or racial swapping characters and they're, or they're creating new ones. And in Marvel's case, they're just making doubles of everyone. There's two Captain Americas, two Spider-Mans, two Thors, two, two uh, Iron Men, two Hawkeyes, etc. You want a white Captain America? Here's a black Captain America. Don't worry. Still got white Captain America. Carry so on. What's weird about The Flash is, like, there's two dudes named Wally West and they're both Iris's nephew. Weird. Like, it's not even the racial element. It's just the fact that there's two of them and they're the same name. And they're both Kid Flash, basically. It's weird. It's just so very this weird. Is the, this, this Kid Flash reveal, by the way, he's not doing a good job of hiding his identity. He's got his logo <laughs> oh. shaved into his head. <laughs> and he's got a hat. You know what's funny is that I saw his hat and I thought, well, that's not good. And then in that same page, I saw another kid with a Flash shirt on. I went, okay, play ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People wear Flash stuff there. I get it. That works. It didn't bother me because I don't care. I, I don't. It doesn't bother me. I just think it's weird as a choice. I thought he looked great as the Kid Flash, though. I was yes. like, oh, that's way better than what you were doing him in the other book. Yes. I did think, isn't there another Wally West? But then I thought, because has he shown up again? That, yeah, he's that in Wally the Titans in the book. First? He's in the Titans book. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. he exists in the world. Yeah. I was like, maybe he just showed up and went away. This no, no. If he, if he didn't exist, this would be totally fine. But he's still out okay. there in a Flash costume, Wally West running around being the Flash. And it's 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 definitely it's con- it's confusing is, and weird and and it's it's like cake it's like want to have cake and eat it too at the same time problem yeah but I, I, that being said like on his own he's great yeah I, I don't I, I think it was kind of fun I really like the art in this book yeah a lot I thought it fit really well having read it sort of in that animated style before this sort of kicked it up a little bit so it was sort of animated plus you know a little more adult um and, and fun and really sort of kinetic. And if you look how the panels um, are during the uh, the other characters, like the Starfire and the and the Garth part, they're very different than when the Flash is on. Like all of a sudden, the shape and speed of the panels changes in there. And I thought that was kind of fun. It's something you don't want to overuse, but um, that was kind of cool. Yeah, I actually I I had fun reading this, and uh, I did as well. I thought this is a strong end to rebirth. There you yeah, go. ratings, ratings four. Uh, I'll go three point five. Oh, I'm right there. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three point five. All right. All right. Sticking with it. No. No. <laughs> You've really got to impress us now. Yeah, pretty much. To add another one, I mean, like it has to be amazing. And the thing about the rebirth books for readers like us, because not everybody's like this, but like when you say, "Here's this book," and also this team's not doing it, it's like, well, the hell do I know if I want to keep reading it then? <laughs> I believe yeah. this is the team still. This is the regular. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good. Then. I would read it if Damon wasn't in it. I like the other characters. Looks like he's a bad guy in it. That's kind of fun. He's their leader. I love that you just draw the line. I'm, I'm drawing the line. I can't draw. Yeah. 
the line is fluid because he's going to show up in the regular bat books. I'm going to clearly have to read those, but yeah, no, I won't do it. I won't do it. I can't have it. Can't have I can't it. Have so it. Thus ends the it. rebirth segment. The ratings rebirth segment. Rating. We're, we're going to continue rating our patron Ratings. books, but uh, that is for DC Rebirth. As, as if you Ron had said, to, four years go, going. Four years. If you had to rate our ratings of the DC Rebirth books, what would you give them? I give it a three. Uh, uh, two point five. I'm going to go with two point five. All right. See you next week. Yeah. Bye. Saga thirty eight. Brian K. Vaughn, you son of a bitch. Did it again. It's been a while since he's done this to us. Us being the readers. In this issue, we have the murder, murder death of a beloved character. He has no problem killing his darlings. Yep. Kill your babies, do it. Literally. I mean, if I mean, if it advances the story, it's it advances the story. You know, like that's the. I mean, I guess that's the that's the, you know, the the, the whole point of it, right? Is to create conflict and to yes. you know get an emotional response out of the reader. So we're just playing well, into not, his hands. Not only that, because as soon he what, one thing he did really good here was with this particular character. Are we saying it? Yeah. You don't need to say it. We don't okay. need to. I mean, well, if, uh, if you have to, you can say it. It's fine. Okay, you're yeah. I'm just trying to be nice if I don't have. Okay. Uh, but like, you definitely we're in a zone of safety. Basically, we're like, well, we know this character lives, and this and this one, nothing can happen to this character. Right. And that's a really great time to pull the rug out. Um, and especially since in this world, like he he can create all the rules, right. and he doesn't have to worry about anything. So, um, and it was sad. Uh, this was issue good. I think showcased really well what the series does. I love the time jumps, and this issue did it really well. So they have a situation in the beginning where they're stuck on this planet and they're refueling, and they meet these furry creatures, and they're going to help help them, give them some water and food, and and then it's well. You know, six months later, and they're all still living there, and the creatures have had kids, and like I thought, I, he, he's done that really well, where he's suddenly jumped, and then the status quo has changed because time time has changed, and people are older, and uh, th- this was good, and then then he then he stabbed you in the heart literally at the end. This is one of the better saga issues. Yeah, it was it was it was really good. It's one of, I'm 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 trying to think of things to say about it, <laughs> and I can't, and I know that that's our job, but like. We've said, like, look at that's a great cover. Look at how painful it looks for her at the end and the way that, that Fiona Staples drew that, and you feel it. But they just did what they do with their craft really, really well. There's a bit in the in the beginning where the uh, the babysitter gets mad at the kid, or the kid gets mad at the babysitter, basically. Mm-hmm. And and that is a big clue that I didn't spot. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, it's one of those like, things. Like, right you, there. You look back and go, oh, right. But you're right, that... that character seemed impervious to harm so you don't you don't think right. about it but that's yeah. good that's just good storytelling and that character that's basically good. said hey i'll go on that one last patrol by myself and i didn't think <laughs> about worry. that either yeah might as well said I'm, I'm two days to retirement too while she was at it <laughs> get dual for this nova number 11 ron yes i thought of you the, when the i read la- this issue the, the last issue of this run I thought this has been a good um, run, but there's, there's some big doings in this issue. In this, been a, in this been, issue. been a great run, but yeah, this this lays the groundwork for the return of Richard Ryder. So we find out that Richard Ryder merged with the World Mind, and he's been existing inside the World Mind as uh, young Nova goes to uh, get sucked in by the World Mind and just asks, hey, how does my helmet work? And gets a very brief answer and then seems satisfied with that. But uh, yeah, no, big, I mean, you know, big kind of end to Sean Ryan and Corey Smith's run, which I thought has been has been on the good on the verge of of great it mm-hmm. wasn't quite great but it was still good 
And, you know, and I'm excited. And, know, and we get a little preview of what's to come as we see Richard Ryder returning back to Long Island to go say hi to his mom. So I know that they got plans for Nova. I can't wait to see it. But, uh, yeah, this was this was all right. Are they still in Hempstead? I don't know if they're in Hempstead. It's got to find them. <laughs> they're probably, to be honest, they're probably not in Hempstead. <laughs> well, he says, doesn't, doesn't he say in the world money he's from Hempstead? Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> so you assume the mother's still in Hempstead? Yeah, well, no, but but it's been years, so I'm I'm guessing she's probably moved on at this point. Well, she should have held on to that house. Not in Hempstead. Because the, the property value, <laughs> just in general. Yeah. Just, get, as an, just as an investment property. How do yeah. you get to uh, Hempstead? <laughs> the Hempstead Turnpike. Yeah, it's got its own turnpike. Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> well, la-di-da. Wow. <laughs> so it's fancy there, is what you're saying. Uh, I don't know about fancy, but yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm interested to see what what's next for Nova. I know he's going to be... I mean, the kid Nova is not going uh, going anywhere. No, you get two Novas, you know, just like before. We said earlier. No- yeah, you exactly. Nova- yeah. Well, all right. I can't get mad about Novas because they're like the Green Lanterns. There's a ton of them there. Yeah. So, but, you know, now we're going to have two main character Novas. Yep. Which is fine because I love Rick Ryder. So. Uh, well, that's why I thought of you because he was always one of your favorite characters and he's been off the board for many years. Yep. I didn't think he'd ever come back, but now we're here. I didn't think he would either. Astro City 39, two points. One, this could have very easily been picked of the week. Two, I'm kind of bummed it's, all, it's not a single issue because I thought it was a single issue story. It was wonderful. No, I, I, here's the thing is that this probably was my pick of the, issue, pick of the week. Um, and this, this is issue. Real close. Real close. This, this, this is so good. And I. I got a, a, a couple of thoughts. My first thought is is that this had real echoes. I know we always talk about the Confessor storyline, but Astro City works its best when it's combining the mythos of the heroes with the people on the street and the people of the city. Yes, like totally. that's what and that, and the way that those people interact. Or well, no. but deal with the weirdness of the part that makes Astro City fantastic. Exactly, like like literally fantastic. Like oh, there's yeah, there's vampires. Yeah, we just deal with them because that's what you would do. And so, in reading in reading this issue, you know, we I'm like, oh, we're gonna get we're gonna get info on the Hangman. Wow, okay, we're gonna get an origin of the Hangman. We're gonna this is gonna this is gonna be a Hangman story. And then we get introduced to this wonderful character of this woman who's an accountant and she lives up on Shadow Hill. And you get the you get the sense of community and what she's doing for the for for you know her community and why she stays. But then she can talk to dead people, which is crazy, and you know, and like and all this like stuff. And then the Hangman gets folded back into it. And I was like, you know, if this is the first of a you know a, a six issue or however many issue story similar to the confessor storyline strap me in i'm in i'm i'm all for it let's let's go on this ride because it's been a while since we've been on this kind of ride i, I was kind of like i i love the hangman but i don't know why because i don't know anything about him i think that's part of why i love so when they started to tell about the background i was like i don't want to know yeah but also i do want to know and they gave me just enough so that i was cool yep i think um that was very exciting because yeah. I mean, like, you haven't dealt with him in honestly like 20 years right i mean that would have been Right, and, and oh, I, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know when. But um, and and I think the I think the best the best thing to ever happen to Astro City, and as as sad as I am, as sad as it makes me to say this, is is moving on from relying on Brent Anderson to do all the illustrations. Interesting. Uh, be, because I really think as as great as Brent Anderson is, and as much as Brent Anderson has defined the visual look of Astro City, 
clearly as time has gone on, you know, like I get the sense that that he was the cause for all the delays. And now that we've been on this regular schedule, they've been able to introduce artists who can draw in this style. Yeah, that's, and, I mean, that's key. Like, exactly. I, I, you're never quite sure. Yeah. Who's doing it? Yep. But it, it, it worked well. It's uh, Carmen Carnero and it, he... He's he's close enough to Brent Anderson that it worked and didn't really notice it. But uh, I was a little bummed because I'm always bummed when it's not Anderson. But it's uh, it was fine. It worked out really well. This was one of the better issues. I mean, we've talked about this this 39 issue run. A, it's been 39 issues of this new volume, which is crazy. Right. But this particular run has been really fantastic, and we talked a lot about that. It's been pick week a lot, but this this was one of the better issues. Yeah, it was great. It was really fantastic. interesting characters. Really interesting. I'll be happy to read more about her. Yeah. Even though I thought it was a really great one-issue story, it could be read as a one-issue story um, and be fine, too. But that's how good Busick is. Yeah, amazing. My pick of the week, easily. I'm going with uh, Six Pack and Dog Welder Hard Traveling Heroes number two. Uh, also pick? would have been my pick of the week. Interesting. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's basically a treatise on the state of Vertigo and John Constantine. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really hard to get away with that without making it shitty. And if, and well, if right. anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Garth Ennis. I mean, that really? I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, he... When he does a superhero comic, he's at his best when commenting on superhero comics from a, from a, a slight distance. Right. Um, I really like when he does that. And if he did it too much, it would be terrible. But he, you know, he did what was it like Hitman versus JLA, probably ten years ago, or maybe a little less. Mm-hmm. And that was that kind of thing. Or whenever sort of Superman shows up in one of his things, there's there's a little bit like that. But like I don't know how he got away with this. <laughs> I, I was thinking that too. <laughs> I mean, it it really just says that dc is stupid (laughs) he talks basically he's so (laughs) dog welder has a crisis of confidence because uh he he lost his family and he uh, because he welded dogs to their faces as he will and he's sort of wandering around sad and he comes around a corner and he starts talking to a john constantine there's a couple of things going on with john constantine He's complaining about what was done to him by continuity, meaning moving him from Vertigo over to DC, mm-hmm. changing the tone. They cut to him, and he's wearing a space helmet and has like a, a old-timey uh, blaster gun. Ray gun. Also, yeah. he's talking like full-on shitty Cockney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not, and I don't want. I don't know that everyone will get that, but like that's not how he talks. It's a joke. Right, like it's not just a bad English accent to write. It's a stupid Dick Van Dyke English accent. Also, he's on like a Silver Surfer board. Yep. Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah. So he's just like he's the cipher for complaining about everything that's wrong. Well, I I uh, love the bit about that. I love the most was that he's wearing the bubble space band bubble helmet, so he can't smoke. Right. He he keeps trying to bring the cigarette to his mouth, and he's bumping against the glass. And then one time he gets it open, it closes and crushes the cigarette. Like. I, I mean, I, I thought the same thing you did. I was reading this going, jeez. Like, yeah. <laughs> how did this happen? I mean, yeah, there, there's a lot of Ennis? that. And I, I don't know. but I, mean, they don't, I can't imagine they sells that many copies that they're just letting him do it because they, they must like him. Mm-hmm. It's all I can think well, of. Uh, who, doesn't, who doesn't like Garth Ennis? I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. Then there's this other little bit where uh, the Spectre is trying to find Bator. And and they do a Spartacus. Yeah, he, he needs because, he, he and, needs to get Bator, but he doesn't, he doesn't know what Bator looks like. So it's just... so a couple of things. Couple. I want to touch on Bator real quick. Uh, if you don't know, Bator is a demon character, and the only words he says are "I am Bator," and the whole thing was a joke, so that at some point in the comic book he would say the sentence "Master Bator." 
And that joke was nixed by DC. They didn't get to do it. But they kept the character named Bator. And all he says is, I am Bator. And he's, he's done a couple of other things since then. He's kind of gotten a little bit of a personality. But at the same time, that joke that they let, didn't let them do still it hasn't happened. And this is the middle of a dog where one or, um, in the comic where one of the characters walked around with his hand up a dog's butt the whole time. He uses a puppet. <laughs> Using the dog as a puppet. And that's not like a hidden or implied thing. That's yeah. a thing that happens. So I thought that was funny. And then a dead dog too, by the way. Yeah, they're trying not to have him say "I am Bator" because he, they don't want the specter to know, specter to know, and take him away. So everybody starts shouting "I am Bator." And there's a panel where Batman is driving by, and he throws his fist up in the air, <laughs> like a like an Olympic protester from 1968, and shouts that he is also Bator. And I was like, "This is insane!" And it made me laugh out loud uh, quite hard. Um, so it was just it was just fun. It's one of those things I don't think you can get away with all that often. Yeah, what's interesting was we you know we had that Section Eight miniseries just a few yep. months ago, and we were all saying how we were kind of sick of it by the end. Like maybe it was a one note joke that went on a little too long, or maybe these characters were better left as as background characters. But um, I, I'm enjoying these two issues so far. Yeah, they have been a lot of fun. Russ Braun doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's a he's a he's a frequent uh, NS collaborator. He's done stuff with him. Yeah, it was it was just a, a fun issue. Steve Dillon cover, by the way. Great covers. Nice. The first Steve Dillon drawing. And maybe again, I, I don't know who's li- I don't I don't know who's listening, but it's important to also note that like Steve Dillon, Drew and Garth Ennis wrote what is probably the finest Hellblazer you know run series of, of comics ever. I mean they're they're stellar, and so to have Ennis writing this through the the voice of the characters, actually not his best known character, but would have been if he'd never done anything else great. Uh, that's pretty cool. And then uh, we've also got this week was the release of the highly anticipated Surgeon X number one that was edited by Karen Berger. Was it? Right in the cover. That's what I hear. Was it? I hear. Because oh, I, I read a book that I'm not sure an editor went anywhere near. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying this as a person who respects Karen Berger's work and legacy, but I was like, come on, rein it in. What? Yep. What do you mean? So what, do you, what, was it, what were your problems with that? Uh, there was so much in this issue that it felt like they were throwing everything against the wall. Like everyone is dying because of climate change, but also because there's no antibiotics, but it's also government's gone awry and there are corporate agents. Like pick a thing. And like it, there was so much. Well, I mean, the thing, the, the primary thing is the antibiotics. I did. The, the, I know, everything else is really minor. I know, but they were still trying to squeeze in all these things, and I think that they lost focus as a result of it. I think and, this was a uh, uh, just quick note. This is written by Sarah Kenny with art by John Watkiss, and I think this image, uh, you know, Saga was one of the first books to do this, where they the first issue was a double size, you know, kind of give you more for your bang for your buck, and I think that works in some cases. In this case, I think it worked against it. Um, I, I think that there, that. I think there was too much going on. It was so heavy. It was so, and like the thing is that, like I, I think the concept is very interesting. You know, near future world where antibiotics are, are no, you know, there's they're they're not not available and they're no longer working. There are problems with you know medical. It's one of those things that that we don't we take for granted. We don't really think about. Personally, for me, I'm not a big. I get queasy. I'm not a big medical person. A lot of surgery in this book. I don't know the guy with the leg. But uh, I just feel as if there was just too much repetitive stuff going on and just a lot of not evened out 
emotions in it. It was just kind of one emotion of anger and angst about it. And this the main character who is the Surgeon X. And by the end of it, I was just like, oh, I don't want to go back here. Ever also, again. it was a lot of information and setup and and stuff. But yeah. I don't know any. I don't. I didn't get to know anything. I don't care. I didn't yeah. have a because yeah. if yeah. I'm going to put something, if I'm going to talk to you about a Vertigo book, what a Vertigo book is is two things. It's a great pitch. Yep. And then there's an attitude from the work, either from the writer or the, the artist or the combination of both. There's something else. There's an X factor. That's that Garth Ennis thing we were just talking about. And that was the thing I didn't feel. I didn't feel the personality through this. I felt a lot of topics. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm going to disagree that I think there's, I think it was a great pitch idea. Yes. It's based on real science. You know, the antibiotics yeah. are failing and we aren't, we aren't developing new ones and, you know, that's really going to happen soon, by the way. Yeah, and and you know the history here that they tell you is before antibiotics, you know, forty percent of all deaths were due to infections, and and that's all real. So that is an interesting idea to explore. I, I my biggest problem, I think, I'm agreeing with Ron, is that, or both of you, is that the characters were not. I don't I don't know anything about them yeah. other than this, what's on the surface. Um, I don't feel compelled to go back. And what I mentioned earlier in the show is that this is the book that bummed me out. I was like, well, yep. I know this is kind of happening. I don't. I don't need to read about it. Like I, I, there's enough. Everything. Everything else is bumming me out constantly. The news and and you know everything else is constantly a bummer. I don't need to be now concerned about antibiotics. I mean, I, I, I'm supposed to be, and I get it in my other source. I don't need to do it in my comics either. Well, yeah, yeah you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yep. It's the thing I can't that's develop happening. new antibiotics. I, I'm helpless. And 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 you and if you get an infection, you're still going to need those antibiotics that are here now, and you're making the problem worse. But what do you do? And it, 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 like so, at the end of it, like I couldn't tell you the n- name of anybody or a personality of any of the characters in here that I liked or wanted to. Like I just didn't get that, and I I wanted to, but honestly, it read like it read like it looked. And when I saw the cover, I was like, I'm like, I yep. like that. Yep. Karen Berger did some great work at Vertigo, but doesn't mean that everything she's going to touch is gold. And and I and there's a whole lot of books that came out towards the end of her run at Vertigo that show that. You know, that weren't Why the Last Man or she and we keep in mind that she turned down Why the Last Man and they had to fight for it to get it in. So um, I don't know. Nothing against her. I think that she's done some great work, but not everything is instantly going to be amazing. And I think this is a good case of that. <sighs> oh, well. All right. So moving on from there, if you would like to help support iFanboy and keep this podcast coming to you on a weekly basis, you can go to iFanboy.com slash support where you can uh, – there's a couple of different ways where you can support the show. Uh, first and foremost, you can go to Amazon.com and uh, just click on the link there on our website to go over to Amazon and do any of your shopping for books, clothes, Blu-rays, video games – Antibiotics? Do they sell those? I don't know. No, <laughs> no, those are uh, still prescription materials. Okay. Well, anyway, so um, but you go to Amazon.com. All you got to do is click on the link on iFanboy.com/support, and a little bit of your purchase goes a long way. Uh, Amazon sends us a little cup, a couple of pennies. Nothing comes out of your pocket, and it helps us out in the process. A couple of pennies. Yeah, just a couple of pennies. That's it. Uh, but we thank we thank you. We thank everybody who's done that. Um, but if you'd like to become a, a, a direct supporter of iFanboy, you can go to ifanboy.com slash Patreon where you can sign up to become a patron of the show. Uh, over 300 strong. We just had our uh, first monthly ha- our first patron-only monthly hangout this past week. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Ron lot of- got raw, so... 
Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of perks for the patrons. So if you go to ifanboy.com slash Patreon, you can find out about those perks. Pick a level that you're comfortable with. And if you uh, become a patron, we're going to give you a uh, wacky superpower. So stay tuned to later in the show. And we thank some patrons and give them superpowers. Um, and finally, you can go to ifanboy.com slash support. And you can, if you just want to give a direct donation, there's a link there to PayPal where you can directly donate. And we thank everybody who's done that. So, uh, yeah, ifanboy.com slash support. Your source for keeping us in the podcasting game. Josh, this was a rough week for Captain Marvel. I, I mean, like, I, I put Captain Marvel 9 on the list again because what I, it's the same thing I said before, and I know I'm sorry about that, but, like, the character assassination of... I'm drunk. The character assassination <laughs> of this character... Who, so here's the thing. I keep dropping Captain Marvel and then forgetting about it because I liked it so much. Yeah. Yep. Ron made it pick of the week. It was Alpha Flight and her, and I thought, well, that's fun, and she was super fun, and now they're just forcing her into this thing and like everybody hates you but she's got to oh. keep doing it and they keep trying to find ways to salvage her but more than that more important than any of that is that she is the main character of this whole thing she's opposite tony stark but she's getting more face time and everybody's writing her different yeah, yeah. that's the big problem she's different in every well, and, book well this issue summed it up in that you know that that she's there with alpha flight and the, the dumb inhuman gets a vision that that aurora is going to fight and punch her at some point and that conversation leads to the fight it's like come on well you have it, to that's how uh, it works if you but say, if, i mean you had to you don't yeah. say they're gonna fight and then they don't fight so yeah but no, also no, no but i mean yeah i mean fighting doesn't you know you're gonna punch me so i guess we gotta put you in jail but yeah came from nowhere though but came also if you if you read miss marvel this week it was a, it was similar so they you know miss marvel basically tricked her by staging a crime and they came to arrest yeah. the guy and he's like he didn't do it we staged this and you know it's just it's so yeah. clearly one-sided the same, I mean, it was the same thing over in uh, in Spider Woman, which was the best version of her. Because Spider Woman was mad and tried to get in a fight with her best friend, and then Captain Marvel wouldn't punch her. Yeah, I like the art in this a lot. Yeah, yeah the art was good. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of Ryan Otley vibe to it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can see that. A little Ryan Otley mixed with Chris Anka. I can yeah. see that. Oh well. So let's keep Josh angry. Worthless. No, Hellblazer number two is actually pretty good. You read it? Wow, you're reading it. Yeah, been, of course, yeah, I think... Remember, we told the listeners he would read it. We, and he's, True, yes, he's we did. Yeah, we committed to, was, to it. Was there a Rebirth Hellblazer? There yes. wasn't. You weren't on the it show. Was. You weren't on the show. Okay. We, we, I've read them all, so... We rated it and, the... and said you would read it for you. Uh, I did. It's not great. It's not like Vertigo era, but it's Simon Oliver, who was actually supposed... He did a mini at one point, a Vertigo era Hellblazer, and he was supposed to take over, and then he didn't. I don't know what happened, but he, he, does, he didn't. Because he did um, oh, The Exterminators? Yeah, uh, with uh, Tony Moore and then somebody else later. Uh, really good series, and then you got Moritat on art on this, and it's not quite. It's still got a foot in DC, but it's a lot further over from where it had been. Uh, for one thing, just by I, it, having, being a British writer, um, he sounds better. He sounds more like himself. They've got Swamp Thing in there, uh, but Swamp Thing and, and Constantine have always sort of been together. Uh, but it's it's. I'm not offended by it. It's it's pretty good, and I'll actually take it. I'm not offended by it. Dash, Josh, <laughs> I, I Josh All right. Well, well. I mean, I don't love it, but <laughs> I don't love it. Yeah. But dot dot dot. Josh, I want to like it. I, I want to like it. it. <laughs> I see how this game works, and it turns out I can't win yeah. the Josh Flanagan story. All right. So moving on. Uh, Suicide Squad number three. Why? Tw- guess how many pages of Jim Lee art you get in this one? I know why now. Ten. Twelve. Wow. Yeah, it's just it's I mean clearly that's what's going on here is that he they're he's doing 
But yeah, I just if I was a Suicide Squad fan or a Jim Lee fan, I'd just be pissed. I didn't even read it. I just counted the number of pages. What's the rest of the book. They're backup stories about the characters. They're like little bios of the characters. Yeah. Anyway. And finally, Captain America, Steve Rogers, number five. Uh, go. I don't know where this is going to go because I stopped reading it. Oh, interesting. There is a world where you could have interwoven what's going on with Steve Rogers and the whole Hydra thing with Civil War and make it really interesting. But instead, what they did was they chose to do what Captain what happened in issue five and make it so comically amateur, it's laughable. What do you mean? Explain. Well, so this whole this whole issue is is showing what's been happening during the Civil War and what. Captain America has been doing so at the big party where they're celebrating the feeding the celestials, whatever, wherever it finds out about Ulysses. Apparently, Hydra was where all the you know, all the heroes were there having a party, clinking champagne. Apparently, Hydra was gonna attack that, but then Ulysses got introduced and Captain America told him to stand down, right? Hmm. And then further, when Captain America, you know, so now the concern is that this Ulysses guy is going to see what they're doing. And so Captain America needs to take him out of the equation. He's going to go kill him. So he sneaks into the Inhumans, you know, into the Atelian, and he's there in the darkness. And Tony Stark is already there. And it's the scene where Tony's going to kill him and talks to Crystal. And that whole starts the whole iron, you know. So, like, Captain America is on the fringes of what's going on. And it's just, it's just comically bad. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It's, this is just a, a like, a, a representative of a missed opportunity. All right. It's weird. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't read it. I, I was like, I, I don't. I'm not again. I don't. I'm not mad about it. I don't. How far did you make it? What is this? Five. Yeah, five. I probably stopped after three. Hmm. I, I would pick up this issue and go watch the party scene because literally there's a Hydra agent with a bazooka about to shoot the party, and then he Captain America taps his cell phone. This taps the stand down button, and it's just like really you have an app. Uh, yeah, apparently there's a Hydra app. So, <laughs> oh well. Um, and finally, uh, we're going to move over to Star Wars Corner quickly for Star Wars number 23, uh, which features a comically weird cover of Han Solo chasing Princess Leia on a ship. And when I saw this cover, I'm like, oh, come on. They don't, they don't, nope, just, they they don't, just, they don't just chase each other like this. And sure enough, they did it. So kudos to the Star Wars team for having the cover depict what happens in the issue. <laughs> Which features a foot race between Han Solo and Princess Leia to decide who gets to be the captain of the stolen Star Destroyer. By foot racing. Yes. By foot racing, yes. Well, no, it, foot racing and spacesuit racing and, and speeder bike racing. Apparently, a Star, a Star Destroyer is very large. So Yeah, with yeah. huge hallways. Hmm. Um, it was ridiculous, but, but I applaud them for getting away with it. Yeah, me too. And I also applaud them for a really grisly moment where the yeah. Uh, yeah, where, where they, the, the admiral who was going to control the star destroyer for them gets captured and is tied to the front of a ship completely exposed and is frozen and like that was that was really dark that that wasn't very star wars i love this arc (laughs) i I love this arc by the way this arc is so much fun and is so like this like again i I know i picked the last just pick the week but this uh, story continues to be one of the best ones of the run i think so those are the books we're gonna talk about this week now we'll do the patron pick if you're a patron member at ifanboy.com patreon.com slash ifanboy you can vote Every week on one book to include in the show. And this week, squeaking it out by one vote was Josie and the Pussycats, number one from Archie Comics, story by Marguerite Bennett and Cameron Diardio, art by Audrey Walk. And I'm of mixed feelings about this issue. Why? One of the things I always liked about Josie and the Pussycats was they were this kick ass band. And yep. they have elevated Valerie here 
at the, at the expense of, of making Josie really bad at singing. Yep. And I thought you can elevate Valerie to be the best singer in the band without without hurting Josie. Josie. Yeah. Yeah. And it felt to me very... It's, it felt to me like the kind of thing that people have complained about lately with... You don't need to tear down the one character to make Valerie the star. You can still make Valerie the star and have the band be still great Yeah. without that. So that kind of bugged me. But I thought this was fun. I liked the art a lot. I thought this was this was just it was what I would expect. Right. It was completely unsurprising and unchallenging at the same time. It was um, a comic book for children. Well, you know, but but there was no there was there, yeah. was there was adult jokes in here. There was some stuff there was about. adult jokes in there. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I mean, I mean, it was a comic book for. I mean, it was definitely written today. It was no more you know? or less comic for children than anything we just talked about in the last forty five minutes. All right. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But yeah, it didn't you know rewrite the book. On Josie and the Pussycats in the way that I'd hoped. <laughs> in fact, there's a, the joke where she's dating. The you didn't even sa- like saying that sentence, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. She's talking about how she's going to shower. And he says, "Well, since you're already going to be wet, I mean, yeah, this, this, then, was, and, this was this was not for kids. Well, yeah, then they yeah. could have done a little better. And also, also the uh, the 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 whole Pussycat and the animals. Uh, you know, I'm not a big animal person, so but but I know that there's a huge population that. That go squee over animals, and so that's fine. I don't know. So, I, 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 listen, I, we said this before. I don't know who this was written for. I guess I assume children, but if it isn't, it's just not me. Right. Yeah, definitely not you. Which is fair. Yeah. yeah. All right, so ratings. I give it a three. I give it a three. Two. All right, sticking with it? No. No. Oh, yeah, totally. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your patron pick. You can go to patreon.com slash ifanboy and vote for the book uh, to get the show every week. Sometimes the discussion is longer than others, depending on the book. And we'll see what happens next week when people vote. I think if you had a young teenager who liked this kind of thing, it might be good for them. Yeah. I'm going to give that some somewhat useful information. I just, like, I would There's a huge market of kids, which is great now, you know, which is, you know, late... You know, like late elementary school, early middle school, whatever. They're reading a lot of manga. They're reading, you know, the, those kind of stuff. And this this fits right in with those tones of that, with the with those kind of books. And so, yeah, I, I think that, that, that it's a fine book for that age. Yep. As as it should be from Archie. All right. So let's so we have time for one. Uh, yeah, let's just do it quickly. One audience question: Greg B from Oakland, California. What's your take on the overall theme of Rebirth? I like that book and read a few of the new DC titles, but what is Rebirth telling me? The A plots are currently what's going on. The B plot is the Rebirth culprit, which represents dot, 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 bad editing. I've been thinking about this since the second printing of Rebirth, minus the three hours of nervous sweats during and after the presidential debate. Has any, I'm sorry, and I'm not reading every yeah. DC book and all yeah. stuff like that, but have we revisited what happened in the first Rebirth, Rebirth issue at all in any book? Only been in Titans with Wally West. Oh, that's the only one, right? Yeah. yeah so. It hasn't, I, I don't, know what he's talking about i don't i haven't seen any b plots dealing with the culprit other than titans yeah every other book's just moving has just moved into it the the theme of rebirth is to return to to what made dc interesting and special (laughs) or just just to move on from the new 52 well i mean (laughs) to get to get sort to start to get back that feeling of nostalgic and, and legacy and things that have been lost before yeah that's the theme of it uh, yeah. That's, the, that that's the intent of it, and that's happened in most of the books. Um, yeah. not, they're not all the way there yet. The rumor is that there's going to be an event next summer, and that'll be the thing that really 
you know, cements the new direction of DC. Oh, but. God, next Come summer. On. Just make them now. But I, why not? That's another. I, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy to lead it into it and then have the. That's how comics work. That's how. I, that's what yeah. I like about them. I think. I don't know. I think that where we're at is that like the bar was really low, and they're a lot better than they were. But I don't know. I'm reading a lot more of them than I than I used. I, I think they're a lot better than they were. Yeah. Three, yeah. Probably three times as many DC books as I read a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there like I don't I don't know that I think a bunch I don't think a bunch of them are like exemplary, but I think there's a lot of pretty good ones. Right. I don't know, is, is there is there are there series in there that are like this is great. This is the best take on whatever. I mean it's the best take on a flash in a while, I think for sure. Green Lanterns. Uh, I'm not reading those, so Yeah, so you're not I mean yeah. for you maybe but not. For me it's been really pretty exceptional what they're doing. It's not there yet. It's not. They're not fully there yet. And hopefully, whatever happens with the Watchmen characters next summer, after that's over, we'll get to where they need, we need to be. All right. So, if you have any questions, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Don't forget to tell us who you are and how long you thought about this and where you're from. We love getting your emails, so keep them coming in. All right. Now's the time that everyone's been waiting for. We get to thank the patrons. We thank them by giving them a dumb superpower every week. We take four names from our list from patreon.com. Patreon.com. I can't say that email URL this week. Patreon. Patreon.com slash iFanboy. And we give them dumb superpowers as a way of thanking them for supporting the show. And this week, Josh starts us off. Ben Hawks. Well, you want that guy to touch your phone. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because as soon as he does, uh, it, it, he's, got a, he's got a low magnetic field. <laughs> Okay. And it's it's not a good power. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. Not just any not just a phone, but like a computer. Yeah. See, that's a, yeah. that's the thing is that a lot of power is you know sometimes they're a blessing, sometimes yeah. they're a curse. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's helpful. Say that there's a nail, two three inches out of reach. He doesn't <laughs> have to stretch. It'll come to him. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a nightmare for electronics. Um, right. he's, he's 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 a degauser. Or or like old old, old <laughs> hotel keys. Low voltage degauser. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> All right. Oh, if you have videotape though, he can he can wipe that. Right. Nope. <laughs> what about or hard if you drives? want if you want to find your hard drive, he'll yeah. come over and put his hand on it. Uh, and you're done. Oh, so he is great in cybersecurity. Cyber. Bill Simony, thanks for being a patron. Bill can generate burritos. <laughs> How? Just, Do I want to know? He just takes matter and it becomes a burrito. Yeah. Any kind you want. You put any toppings on it. Uh, he, can, right. he, can, he can make the outside cooked. But only burritos. No other foods. All right. Just And, and is, there, do you, is there any... I mean, because like I don't like beans in my burritos. Yeah, he didn't know beans in your burrito. He can do whatever you want. Okay, so he can take requests. Okay, yeah. good. Wow. Yeah. Any, any kind of burrito you need, he can generate it. Are they good? Well, you know. I mean, no, but I mean, like, there's... I they're mean, not like, great. You know, they're not great. They're like, okay, they're so average. They're not, they're not, they're average they're burritos. Not, they're not San Francisco Mission burritos. No. They're, like, are no. the, you know, on the spectrum between Taco Bell and San Francisco, where are they? In the middle. Like, he's not going to be opening any kind of restaurant anytime soon, but if you're, it, you know, That's it gets the job done. All right. You know, they're average burritos. He generates average burritos. You said these, uh, these powers were a blessing and a curse. Right. Uh, all right, well, continuing the blessing and the curse, uh, we want to thank Martin Scherer uh, for being a patron. And Martin has a spectacular power. It's just, it's, this is amazing. It's, uh, Martin can breathe in outer space. Wow. Mm. Right. Except, why is it a curse? 
how the fuck do you get that out of space? How can you even prove it? Right. How does I he know? know? Well, okay, wait, 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 wait. So then could he then breathe in any vacuum? Yeah, he can breathe in any vacuum. Yep. Well, that's that's there should be some usefulness there. Absolutely, but it'd be really great if he'd just get to space. <laughs> well, he wouldn't I mean he would still need a suit to protect his body from the elements. No, no, no he's he can survive, no, he survive, he can survive in space, basically. Yeah. He no, can survive can... in the cold void of space, it's not just yeah. breathing. No, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, he can survive in space. So. Okay, see, the thing is, I bet if he could prove that, he could get to space. But see, Martin right, but, keeps but who's going to believe he's, that? He keeps implying to be an astronaut, and he's just not making it. He doesn't right, have exactly. you're, going, for it. you're going over to NASA, and you're saying, put me in the vacuum room and put it down to negative 400 degrees. Let me show you something. And they're like, get and the hell out like, of here, kid. Yeah, yeah what are you, crazy? What are you, and, then, and then he's like constantly hitting refresh on SpaceX.com, yeah. waiting for the applications. Yeah, it's tough. It's a, hey, what are you opening that door for? I got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> The, the NASA lawyers are never going to let them just put some random guy off the street into the, into that room. Yeah, just never exactly. Happen. He can't prove yeah. it. Mm-hmm. 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 There you go. Sorry, Martin. <laughs> All right, Josh, last one. All right, Adam, do duh, do duh. I don't know. Um, his power uh, is that when uh, he's working on on something, he can instantly uh, tell you the size of the tool he needs, like a, a three millimeter wrench. Or okay. he can so basically. He can he can suss out measurements perfectly on site. It's sort of like perfect pitch, but for size. Is it only things that require tools? Can you look at somebody and say you're five foot seven and thirteen centimeters? Or yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and bring it out there. He's like a what's the word? What's that person? You know, they're on the side of the road with the they have like surveyor. The, the surveyor. He's 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 a, he's a human surveyor. Human surveyor. <laughs> wow. All right. Interesting. <laughs> how how granular does it get? I think we're gonna go with within the limits of normal human vision. Okay. As far as the down way. to millimeters, like yeah, down to millimeters. So if it, basically, if you can pick it up with a human eye, he can do that. Okay. Which makes it really helpful to say like to take you <laughs> furniture shopping. Because <laughs> like, is this couch gonna fit? Yeah. What about this couch and this chair? No. He would just know. Or like every time I have to go to the Home Depot, I always buy the wrong size screw or whatever. He doesn't have that problem. So does he work at Home Depot to help other people? No, no. He's, a, he's an accountant. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right. I mean, so there are the uh, superpowers for our loyal patrons. And again, go to uh, patreon.com slash ifanboy to sign up and get yours. An important note on the Patreon as well, too. Swag has gone out. Got, I'm surrounded by envelopes. Uh, you should be getting them uh, within a week or so. So look for your mailboxes. Is that why there the fucking spreadsheet was so messed up when I went to it? Yes, because I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right. <laughs> All right let's talk. Right. Let's plug some things that people don't actually listen to. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. So uh, the, uh, a couple of days ago marked the release of Luke Cage on Netflix, uh, the next Marvel TV series starring the wonderful, delightful Mike Coulter. We will be eventually doing a podcast about it once once enough of us watch enough of it. So uh, stay tuned for that. That's coming. It's not coming anytime soon, but it's no. coming. It'll come whenever we can watch 13 hours of TV. Yep. So we mentioned earlier in this episode, but this week saw our first Patreon hangout. If you're, uh, as we said earlier, if you're a member at patreon.com slash fanboy, we do a weekly, I'm sorry, not a weekly, whew, a monthly one-hour hangout in which we talk about anything this week. We probably spent 35% of the time talking about Tom Hanks movies. But that's what, that, <laughs> that's what could happen on the Patreon. Anything anything can happen yeah. in the Patreon Hangout. So if you remember, 
look forward to that happening next month. So uh, if you're not a member and you want to hang out and listen to us talk about and rank and rate Tom Hanks movies, go over, join up at patreon.com slash ifanboy. And if you would like to listen to us talk about um, a book, <laughs> go to ifanboy's Booksplode, where we recently did uh, Dark Knight, A True Batman Story, which is by Paul Dini and Eduardo Riso. Um, where we, we talked about that. And the reason that that happens is because uh, the patrons that Connor was just talking about hit a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that we would be doing one of these every month, either a Booksplode or a Talksplode. So that means you have a Talksplode coming up at some point in the next month uh, in October. And we will announce what that is when we are in a position to do so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but All right. if we're doing a Booksplode, you can almost guarantee that it's a, a, a really good book that you should check well, it's out. It's going to be so a book listen. we like. We're not going to do a yeah. book of a Booksplode yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't like. So yeah. that that and that book is a great book. So if you haven't listened to that show, you need to. Excellent. Or read the book. Or both. Do both. I think you should do both. <laughs> uh, and you go head over to ifanboy.com where you can comment on this show. There's a post for every episode. And a lot of people have been asking on Twitter, and uh, unfortunately, you've probably stopped listening by now. But uh, if you like the intro and outro music, we list who the artist is on the page on ifanboy.com as well as in the Did show you notes start of the doing show. That? No, we've been doing that for ten years. So oh. Yeah. It, it, it was kind of odd how that suddenly became a question. Like, like numerous people. Like yeah, four or so, five people asked us in the last week yeah. on Twitter and always yeah. on ifanboy.com on the show post. Always so go to ifanboy.com. You can look for that. You can find all the other podcasts uh, that have come out and it's, it's all there. It's in the show notes. Yes, it's in the show notes. It's in the show notes. Yeah. Anyway, nobody reads. Nobody reads. <laughs> but they, they do read social media, and you can read us on social media at facebook.com slash ifanboy, and we're on Twitter at ifanboy. And you can follow us individually. You can follow Josh at J.A. Flanagan, Connor at C.S. Kilpatrick, and I am at Ron XO. And finally, if you like the show, write us a review on iTunes. That's how people find podcasts. And better yet, tell your friends. Tell your mailman. I've been having lots of good chats with my mailman lately. And if I didn't do the show, I would tell him about the show. And that's what you should do. Yeah. That's it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. My name is Connor. I'm Ron. I'm Josh. Not a mailman. I got a letterman sweater with a letter in front. I got for football and track. I'm proud to wear it now when I cruise around the other parts of the town. I got my decal.